ama koto nenge lida babaraka toseke le debrina hata ege bojakala da bere rekatona kalia nanga enge bozokole de bambre ne kende gele haya father we give you praise in the name of jesus we rejoice that we have this another opportunity to come before your word humbly and respectfully tonight and we thank you for revelation knowledge that is gifted us thank you that every day your word comes with clarity your people being built up equipped edified and thank you that every day your word is opening our understanding and opening us up to the realities that are ours in christ jesus so today we decree that as your people receive the engrafted word veils fall off bodies are destroyed sick bodies be healed in the name of jesus and we rejoice that by the end of this service tonight we'll all be the better for it we give you praise glory and honor for answered prayer in jesus precious name and every believer says a powerful amen glory to god lift your right hands to heaven let's release our faith together as we say this word i am born of god i am born of the world the word of god is my nature I do not struggle to do the world. I do the world naturally. Therefore, today, I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never, ever be the same again. In Jesus' name, and every believer says a powerful amen. We want to welcome everybody connected to this service by way of Kingdom Life Network. All of you connected around the world by way of social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and everybody in the Kwaibom State community connected by way of Comfort FM, XL FM, Unuyo FM, Inspiration FM, Heritage FM, Akwaibom FM, I mean Radio Akwaibom. All of you connected. We're so glad to have everybody connected to the service. Hey, do me a favor. Call a friend, a family member, a neighbor, a colleague in the office. Tell them to tune to this radio station. Life is flowing through the airwaves. And I want to appreciate all of you on the social media community. We love you guys. It's just a joy to have that whole family there on social media. And we thank God for that opportunity to get the gospel to the ends of the earth. Do me a favor tonight. Let's lighten the dark places of the earth with the fragrance of the finished work of Christ. Share the video on your page like you've always done. Share with all the groups on your page. Put them on monogram, telegram, WhatsApp groups, great watch parties. Let's flood the earth with the truth of the gospel of Christ. What a joy to have all our campuses and Bible study centers connected to the service and everybody in the building. It's so good to have all of you today. Grab a pen, your notebook, and your Bible, and you can be seated with your sweet, smart self as we get into the word of his grace tonight. Mm -mm -mm. Glory to God. All right. Are you ready? Understanding praise and worship. Understanding praise and worship the book of john chapter 4 verse number 23 john chapter 4 verse number 23 but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the father in spirit and in truth for the father seeketh such to worship him next verse god is spirit and they that worship him must worship in spirit and in truth Obviously, he is talking, you know, he's taking off their minds from Jerusalem, from the temple to see that just like he takes the offering to heaven, you know, to see that that is the reality. That whatever they were doing on the mountain and in Jerusalem was not the reality of God's plan for worship. So he says, God, a spirit, 
they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We have seen that worship refers to all Christian conduct. All Christian conduct that honors God through Jesus Christ. Worship is all Christian conduct that honors God through Jesus Christ. That is worship. All Christian conduct that honors and glorifies God by and through Jesus Christ. That is worship. All Christian conduct that honors and glorifies God by and through Jesus Christ. That is what true worship is. Look at the book of Romans chapter 12 verse number 1. Romans chapter 12 verse number 1. I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God your reasonable service positionally we are true worshipers we established that yesterday positionally by virtue of what Christ has done and our faith in that finished work we are born of the spirit so we worship in spirit positionally thus our nature that's our identity. We are true worshippers by reason of the new birth. By reason of what Christ has done in his death, burial, and resurrection. So the only thing that moves God, therefore, is the sacrifice of his son. You didn't hear that. The only thing that moves God is the sacrifice of his son. He is the only one that moves himself. Deity moves himself. Nobody moves God. Praises don't move God. Worship don't move God. Offerings don't move God. Fasting don't move God. Nothing moves God. Only God moves himself. If you like sing, cry, roll on the floor. Cry until there's no water in your eyes. Is only going to be accepted because the blood has been offered once and for all. So Romans chapter 12 verse 1, you know, somebody says, well, if prayer doesn't do it, I know what does it. And then you ask him, what does it? He says, praises. <laughs> he says, praises. If prayer is not effective, put praise. God cannot escape praise. Praise would hoodwink God and corner God and box God in a corner where God has no choice than to do something. <laughs> God does not react. If God is doing something because you are praising him, it means he is reacting. God never reacts. God proacts. God proacts. Now, notice what he says. The word service, present your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. The word service in that verse is the word worship. He says, present your bodies, a living sacrifice, not as a living sacrifice. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. When something is real, it is not us. When something is real, you don't use us. You are either a living sacrifice or you are back under the law. So, present your bodies a living sacrifice. By virtue of the indwelling of the spirit. Your body becomes a living sacrifice because the spirit of God dwells in your body so the body is a living sacrifice to god say with me my body is a living sacrifice to god 
God has made your body an instrument of worship by the redemptive sacrifice of Jesus. Your body has been made an instrument of worship. That's why he said, glorify God in your body which are God's. Glorify God in your body which are God. You are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body which are God's. That is, it's already a living sacrifice. So worship now will be to treat your body as it is a living sacrifice. Worship is to treat your body or acknowledge your body as it is a living sacrifice. Because your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So in your body is involved. But in being involved, your body does not qualify you to be a true worshiper. Your being a true worshiper what is what qualifies your body to be used in service. It is because you are a true worshiper that is what qualifies your body to be used in service. Please listen carefully. Jesus' blood has qualified your body to serve God. Jesus' offering has qualified your body to serve God. So that is why after this life, in heaven we are being judged based on our works our works our service what is god saying is to use the body for what it is not for you don't use the body for what it is not for you use the body for what it is for what is the body used for a reasonable worship an instrument of worship to God. So you use your body, the word present. You acknowledge, use your body, a living sacrifice. It's already a living sacrifice because Jesus has paid for your body. Jesus has bought it. He has paid for it and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in your body is a proof. It's a proof that your body has been bought. That is where the Holy Ghost takes up residence in that body, legally. So whatever you do with that body, you're going to be accountable to God for it. Look at 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 5. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse number 5. You also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house. And holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. To offer spiritual sacrifices where he calls us priesthood acceptable to God. How? By Jesus Christ. So what makes us acceptable to God is Jesus' redemptive sacrifice acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Look at Hebrews 13 verse 15. Hebrews 13 verse 15. By him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks 
to his name. Did you observe? By him, therefore, that is key word. By him, therefore, let us offer. So our offer is by him. Because Jesus is the pleasure of the father. So by him, we also are a pleasure to the father. By him, we offer. By him. So it is acceptable by him. So when he says the father seeketh such to worship, he's referring to things that are done based on the sacrifice of Jesus. Things that are done based on the sacrifice of Jesus. So it has become true worship before God. So we can safely say that all worship is true based on the offering of Jesus Christ. Your worship becomes true worship based on the sacrifice of Jesus. So everything that accompanies or acts of service, any form of reverence must be Christ-focused. Every act of service, every form of reverence, everything that accompanies our worship must be Christ-focused. It is only true worship if it is Christ-focused. If it is not Christ-focused, it is not true worship. It is only true if it is to honor Jesus and to honor his sacrificial work. So the first thing to notice about worship is number one, worship is not singing a song. Worship is not singing a song. Number two, worship could be accompanied with singing, but it is not singing. It can be accompanied with singing but it is not singing worship can be accompanied with singing worship itself is based on what jesus has done for us so when we honor it when we revere it we respect it that is what is called worship we honor we revere we respect what Jesus has done. That is what is called worship. So all conduct done by Jesus Christ is through worship. All conduct. All conduct. Now, let's examine the word praise. We have looked at worship. Let's examine the word praise because we are understanding praise and worship. Praise is not the first song. Because, you know, uh, I was privileged to be a worship leader in the 80s. In the 80s. And that was our understanding. That worship was slow songs. Praise was fast songs. So before we praise, we worship first. We sing slow songs. Majesty. We're preparing the atmosphere. Then after that, we cannot enter. We give glory to the Lord. He reigns. He reigns. He reigns. He reigns. Aha. That's praise. And you know, as a worship leader, I was very good at it. I will start with the blues. 
Then I will enter the fast songs. Then we will end with the blues. You know, that's how it used to happen. Blues, fast song. Then we, 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 even if the song is a praise, the moment we draw it, it has become worship. <laughs> Praising the Lord. Praising. Even though it's a praise, it has become worship because we are drawing it. <laughs> Thank God for greater light, I tell you. Thank God for greater understanding. So let's look at the word praise. <clears throat> let's look at the word praise. We said worship is the, is the summation of all Christian conduct. The summation of all Christian conduct. That, that service or, worship, or worships God. That services or worships God. A summation of all Christian conduct that services or worships God. So all include includes preaching teaching giving the all there includes preaching teaching giving every substantial thing done to honor god is worship teaching is worship preaching is worship giving is worship prayer is worship anything done as a result of the finished work of Christ to glorify God is worship. But it is true worship if it is done in Christ Jesus. It is true worship if it is done in Christ Jesus and done by him. Let's look at the word praise. The word praise is used 487 times in the Bible. 487 times in the Bible. We have praise offerings used twice. Please take note of the statistics. 487 times in the Bible. Then we have praise offerings used twice. Then we have another kind of praise called Yah. Y-A-H. Used 40 times. Used 40 times. Then we have the word extol. To extol God. Used 23 times. We have the word praise him. Praise him. Used 38 times. Then we have the word praises. Praises. Used 66 times. We have the word renown. Renown. Used 24 times. Then we have the word commend. Commend. Used 22 times. Then we have the word corded. To accord, corded, C-O-R-D-E-D. -E it involves using instruments. Using instruments used 37 times. The word praise from the Greek text to the Hebrew text. Praise from the Greek text to the Hebrew text means to value something. To praise means to value something. From the Greek text to the Hebrew text. It means to commend. To value. To commend. When you commend something. When you praise. It also means to glorify. To glorify. To speak of something highly. To glorify. Or to speak of something highly. That's the meaning of the word praise. 
Praise also means to joyfully pay, you know, pay tributes. Joyfully. To joyfully pay tributes. So in the Greek and Hebrew, you have these words used for praise. In the Greek and Hebrew, we have the word tehila. Tehila. T-E-H-I-L-L-A-H. Tehila. Then we have another word, toda. Toda. T-O-D-A-H. Toda. To toda God. To tehila God. Then we have shabok. To shabok God. Shabok. S-H-A-B-H-A-C-H. Then we have zama. Zama. To zama. Z-A-M-A-R. Then we have another word, yada. Yada. Or yahad. Yeah, yahad. Yahad, sorry. Y-A-H-A-D. Yahad. Particularly, it refers to stretching forth your hands. We stretch forth our hands to your heart. To your heart, God. Then there's another word, is the word, I knew. I-A-N-E-O-O. I-A-N-E-O-O. Then we have another word, epanio, epanio, E-P-A-N-I-E-O, E-P-A-N-I-E-O. It shows that praise is an expression. Praise is an expression. Something must be expressed. Something must be expressed. That is, there are actions to praise. There are actions to praise. You see an example of the word epenio in Revelation chapter 4 verse 11. Revelation chapter 4 verse 11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things. And for thy pleasure they are, and we are created. We used to sing that verse as a song. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are, and we are created. Epenio is a Greek word for it. Look at that same word used in Revelation 5.12. Revelation chapter 5 verse number 12. Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Hallelujah. That's an epineum. An open acknowledgement of something. That's the meaning of the word epineum. An open acknowledgement of something. So we have Tehila, we have Toda, we have Shabak, we have Zama, we have Yada, then Ainyo and Epenio. It is and can be used for men. That word can be used for men. Look at First Corinthians chapter four, verse five. First Corinthians chapter four, verse five. Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the heart. And then 
Shall every man have praise of God? Shall every man have praise of God? So it's an open expression. An open expression. Commendation from God. Or value from God. To have praise of God. Look at Luke chapter 6 verse 26. Luke chapter 6 verse 26. Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you. For so did their fathers to the false prophets. So to praise means to speak well of. To speak well of. To praise. In Matthew chapter 6 verse 1 to 4. Matthew chapter 6 verse 1 to 4. Take heed that you do not your arms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise you have no reward of your father which is in heaven too. Therefore, when thou doest thine arms, do not sound a trumpet before thee as a hypocrite do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest arms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth. Verse 4, that thine arms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. Alright, so it means to speak well of and Jesus rebuked the Pharisees for seeking praises. For wanting people to acknowledge and praise them publicly. Look at Galatians chapter 1 verse 10. Brother Paul speaking. Galatians chapter 1 verse 10. For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. Then Romans chapter 13 verse 1 to 3. Romans 13 verse 1 to 3. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisted the power, resisted the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Verse 3. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Will thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. So usually praise is a reaction to someone who has done consistently for you. I have praise. Praise. Commended of the same. It is used for God mostly in scripture. Praise is used for God mostly in scripture. <clears throat> Look at Psalm 103 verse 20. Psalm 103 verse 20. <clears throat> Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Hearkening unto the voice of his word. Revelation chapter 5 verse 11. Revelation chapter 5 verse 11. And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. Next verse saying with a loud voice. So in praise you say something. It's public acknowledgement. Saying with a loud voice. Look at Psalm 104 verse 1 and 2. Psalm 104 verse 1 and 2. 
Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, thou art very great. Thou art clothed with honor and majesty. Who covereth thyself with light as with a garment. Who stretcheth out the heavens like a curtain. There's a blanket way we teach blessing. And people always think blessing means empower to prosper. I'm sure some of you have had that definition. That the word blessing means empower to prosper. When you say blessed be God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You are not saying empowered to prosper be God. So again that explanation of empowered to prosper. Will be depending on the context where it is used. Blessing is not always empowered to prosper. So when we say blessed be God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The word blessed mean, it means well off. Well off. When the word is used, it, it, it has to be used according to context. Blessed be God, well spoken of God and the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it is used to praise God as God. In Isaiah chapter 6 verse 3, even angels were doing it. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 3. And one cried unto another and said, Holy 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 is the lord of hosts the whole earth is full of his glory the whole earth is full of his glory now the whole earth is full of his cabal glory so praise is an activity something that expresses as being done Something that expresses as being done. You will find it used with gladness. Everywhere there is praise, it is always used with gladness. With gladness. Hallelujah. With gladness. There can't be praise without gladness. There cannot be praise without gladness. <clears throat> Psalm 4 verse 7. Psalms chapter 4 verse 7. Thou hast put gladness in my heart more than in the time that their corn and their wine increased. Psalm 33 verse 21. Psalm 33 verse 21. For our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Hallelujah. Psalm 103 verse 1. Psalm 103 verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Psalm 106 verse 2. Psalm 106 verse 2. Who can utter the mighty acts of God? Who can show forth all his praise? Now look at this particular one. Luke chapter 1 verse 46. Mary. Luke chapter 1 Verse 46, a lot of scriptures, very good for your health. And Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord and my spirit within me. Now she said, my spirit had rejoiced in God, my savior. My soul doth magnify the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced. In God, my Savior. 
You know in worship we say he is exalted. But what praise does is that praise by the words magnifies the object of praise. Praise via the instrumentality of words. Via the instrumentality of words magnifies the object of praise. That is, you cause the object of praise to be seen. Or you cause people to know the person. You cause people to know the person. Just like Moses was magnified before Israel. That is, the person is seen in good light. To speak well of the person. So that the person is seen in good light. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Magnify the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 15. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 15. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. For his unspeakable gift. In praise you are also giving thanks. Thanks is part of praise. In praise you are also giving thanks. Psalm 51 verse 15. Psalm 51 verse 15. Oh Lord, open down my lips and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Men can hear it when you praise. You don't praise in quietness. There are words. You give voice to express and speak well of the person. Psalm 40 verse 10. Psalm 40 verse number 10. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. You see that? I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. You use words to describe the goodness of God or to announce God in good light. Because that's who he is. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 3, praise accompanies prayers. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. So in our prayer for you always, part of our prayer is to give thanks for you. So thanksgiving accompanies prayers or praise. If you see the book of Psalms, which we will see in the next few days, we will see that it contains words that describes God. The book of Psalms contains words that describes God. So many adjectives in the book of Psalms. So many descriptions about God in that book. It's used to extol him, to magnify him, and to speak well of him. The book of Psalms contains a lot of words or a lot of adjectives. He is my rock. He is my fortress. He is my deliverer. He is my strength. He is my shield. He is my strong tower. He is my hiding place. Adjectives. Those words are used to commend him. He is my shepherd. He is my Lord. He is my maker. Oh, glory to God. Under his wings I trust. 
He's my glory and the lifter of my head. Adjectives that speaks well of God. Adjectives that speaks well of God. Glory to God. These are words of praise. Words of commendations. Expressive words. Expressive thoughts. My glory and the lifter of my head. Hallelujah. So praise can be exuberant. In the sense that it is expressive. But remember praise involves words. Praise involves words. It's expressive. It involves primarily words. Praise involves primarily words. David used so many descriptions of the same person, which is actually the attitude of praise. Look at Luke chapter 2 verse 14. Angels also. Luke chapter 2 verse 14. <clears throat> Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. On earth peace, goodwill toward men. Look at verse 13. Look at verse 13. Pay attention. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying you can never say you are praising if you are not saying. Praising God and saying. Are you still in the building? So anywhere you find praise there must be a saying to it. If you observe also, when the hosts of heaven were praising, nobody was playing instrument for them. There was no instrumentation, no guitar, no keyboard. They were just praising God and saying. They were commending what God has done. You will find Jesus himself had instances where he praised the Father. Luke chapter 10 verse 21. Jesus praising the Father. Luke 10 21. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced. Agama, ag agalio. Jesus agaliod in the spirit. He rejoiced in the spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. This is Jesus praising the Father. And he used words. In the epistles, which is our family album, Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be being filled with the Spirit. We will walk there in the next few, few days or weeks from now. Next verse. Speaking. Be being filled with the Spirit, speaking, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Look at Colossians 3.16. He says the same thing to the church at Colossae. Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts 
to the Lord. Look at verse 15 of that Colossians 3. Verse 15. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. To, to, which, to the which also you are called in one body. And be ye thankful. Now if you observe the thankful now continued with the next verse 16. Be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Teaching and admonishing one another. So psalms and hymns and spiritual songs are part of a teaching service. Teaching and admonishing one another. So our psalms and our hymns and our spiritual songs are supposed to be teachings. Teachings. They are supposed to be teachings. Revelatory. They are supposed to be instructive in alliance with our true identity in Christ Jesus. Still in the building. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in the attitude of thanksgiving. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in the attitude of thanksgiving. Revelation chapter 5 verse 9. Pay attention. Revelation chapter 5 verse 9. And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. Singing a new song here is not tongues. It's not singing in tongues. Singing a new song is a song of the new covenant. When you sing a song of the new covenant, it is a new song. A song of the new covenant. This is what is called a new song. The song of the new creation. What God has done in Christ is what is called a new song. What God has done in Christ Every time you sing what God has done in Christ, you are singing a new song. New creation, new spirit, new song. In Revelation chapter 15 verse 3. Revelation 15 verse number 3. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God. And the song of the Lamb saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou king of sins. Are you still following? These are songs that glorify God. These are not songs that, uh, me, I no go suffer, I no go beg for bread. Me, uh, that is stomach infrastructure song. All the things we have read here is all thanking and praising God for what he has done in the death, burial, resurrection of Christ and the things that that has brought to us. Redemption, salvation, justification, nothing material. Are we still in the building? Are you following? Even in the Old Testament, there are songs, there are songs of redemption. Nothing about material things. You know? Funny songs. I remember what we used to sing back then before we came to the light. Eh? Satan come out for Odo. I drink Holy Ghost. Though. I no get break. Oh, I go knock you down. <laughs> what kind of thing is that? What kind of thing is that? 
You will see us sweating and singing it. And you will see us staggering as if we drank something. Everybody is excited and we are singing nonsense. Total nonsense. Did you observe that even in the Old Testament, the people sang songs of redemption. Songs that celebrated what God was going to do in Christ. Are we still in the building here? Observe, observe, observe. So praise involves extolling the virtues of God. It comes from what you have seen who God is. What God has done. Praise comes from describing God in commendable terms. In commendable terms. Describing God in commendable terms. In great and expressive terms. Expressive, exuberant. It carries emotions. Praise. It carries emotions. You can't praise without talking. Because it's in the talking you find the praise. <laughs> the praise will be found in the talking. Now, in the Old Testament, you will find the use of things like trumpets. Which emanated from the exodus. And that is explanatory because, you know, exodus tells us how trumpets and timbrels. Exodus 15, 20. Let's look at it. Exodus chapter 15, verse number 20. Mm -mm. And Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a timbrel in her hand. And all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dances. That's the first time you will see that appear. First time you will see accompaniments. Notice where the dances came from. The dances came by virtue of the instruments that accompanied the praise. The instruments were not the praise. And the dancing was not the praise. The praise were the words. But then they decided to accompany their words with instruments. And the instruments created an atmosphere for the movement of the body called dance. That's the first time you will see that appear. And there was also Exodus 15.21. Pay attention. Exodus 15.21. And Miriam answered them, Sing ye to the Lord, for he hath thrown gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. Miriam. Obviously, they came with those accompaniments from the culture of Egypt. You know, instruments, singing, even historically, Music came from Egypt, from the Egyptian civilization, historically. It wasn't found anywhere prior to that point. So from the culture of Egypt, which you can trace in history, in the history of music, all these musical instruments came from the culture of Egypt. And remember, Israel just came out of Egypt on their way to the promised land. So they borrowed the culture of the Egyptians and use it to accompany their praise of God. Are we together here? Yeah. They use it to accompany their praise of God. So she came with music and all the people were dancing. Before now, they glorified. Before now, they glorified God. But now, timbrels, tambourines accompanied the praise of God with dances. 
Look at 2 Samuel chapter 6 verse 5. 2 Samuel chapter 6 verse number 5. <clears throat> and David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments made of fir wood, even on harps and on psalteries and on timbrels and on cornets and on cymbals. Cymbals. See all the instruments, the combination. Basically, People call that place they are the presumption of David. You know, because that is where Uzzah was struck. You know, and that was David's presumption. So we see the use of musical equipments used by people to express themselves and to dance and to play cymbals. You also had singers and musicians used. Singers and musicians. I hope you are watching the progression. You had singers and musicians used ezra chapter 2 verse 41 i'm sure some people have not had ezra before ezra is the book before revelation <laughs> i'm just joking ezra ezra <clears throat> chapter 2 verse 41 ezra 241 the singers the children of asap and 128 that's the number of the singers that were in that particular team. Look at Nehemiah 7.44. Nehemiah chapter 7 verse 44. <clears throat> Nehemiah chapter 7 verse 44. I hope the computer man has seen Nehemiah before. Nehemiah chapter 7 verse 44. <clears throat> Glory to God. The singers... The children of Asap, and hundred forty and eight, and hundred forty and eight. They were musicians, or what we call today the music team, or the praise team. So we had accompaniment used in music, and that came from the advent of the law. The accompaniment that followed the music was not there before the law. It started from Exodus from the law. From the advent of the law. Observe also that you won't find such usage in Acts. Or in the entire epistles. You will not hear where they were singing with instruments. You won't hear it in Acts. And you won't see it in the epistles. No mention of it. Alright now. Just take note of that. We also found Jesus himself. In Matthew 26 30 singing. Jesus sang. Matthew 26 verse 30. And when they had sung and hymn. They went out into the Mount of Olives. When they had sung a hymn. So Jesus sang. And this was after the Passover feast. They sung a hymn. It's obvious they must have sung what we call the Halil. The Halil. The Halil is what was sung in Psalm 113 to 118. That is what they must have sung with Jesus. Psalm 113 to Psalm 118. The song that accompanies taking the Passover meal. That song speaks of redemption. It speaks of propitiation. What God has done for them in the land of Egypt. 
what God has done for them in the land of Egypt. So listen carefully. So singing is a fundamental part of praise. Singing is a fundamental part of praise. Even though singing is not all of praise, but singing is part and parcel of praise. Jesus sang a hymn. Jesus sang a psalm. We find Paul also talking about singing. He sang, brother Paul sang. He talks about thanksgiving, but he gives us a narration in 1 Corinthians 14. But before we get there, a narration on giving of thanks. Remember, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, Always, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Colossians 1.12 Colossians 1.12 Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us partakers, meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Colossians 3.14 Colossians 3.14 And above all these things put on charity, which is the bond of perfect, perfectness. 2 Corinthians 2.14 2nd Corinthians 2 14. Now thanks be unto God which always causeth us to triumph in Christ and make it manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. Ephesians 5 19. Ephesians 5 19. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart. To the Lord, lots of scriptures good for your health. Now, he now shows us a practical demonstration of giving thanks. First Corinthians 14, 14. First Corinthians 14, 14. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. Next verse. What is it then I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. Now pay attention to verse 16. Else when thou shalt bless with the spirit, how shall he that occupied the room of the unlearned say amen? At thy giving of tongues. Seeing he understandeth not what thou sayest. 17. For thou verily giveth tongues well. But the order is not edified. So he talks about praising God. And giving tongues in tongues. Giving tongues in tongues. While we have seen the accompaniments by Miriam and those who followed her, we also saw David and the Davidic tribe. Okay? Now we see Paul talks about giving tongues. And he says, giving tongues in tongues. He was clear about that. Giving tongues in tongues. Nothing accompanying it. Just giving thanks in tongues. And he says, you are giving thanks very well. Perfect way to give thanks in tongues. 
perfect way to give thanks. Are we in the building? In Ephesians 5, 18 and 19, he talked about singing again. Now listen carefully. While praises may not be singing, singing should be praise. While praise may not be singing, singing should be praise. So he's saying in singing, you sing by the Spirit in the New Testament. You sing by the Spirit in the New Testament. Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Colossians 3.16 and 17 echoed the same thing. Colossians 3.16 and 17. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. James 5.13 says, James 5.13. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. If you are happy, if you are merry, instead of fooling around, convert it to singing psalms. Convert it to singing psalms. I have seen some believers, whenever they see psalms in the epistles, they just bring out the 150 psalms of David. In your study of the word, the use of the word Psalms in the epistles were used two ways. Two ways. When you see Psalms, they are used two ways. The word Psalms is not David. Because in the Psalms, there were Psalms of Moses. There were Psalms of Asaph. There were Psalms of David. All of them were there together. There were even Psalms of Solomon. Psalms, when you see the word Psalms, it means to give a poem an ode unto another. A psalm means a poem or an ode, ode unto another. Psalms were even sung for women. An ode, something to praise or commend or something to express yourself to another. And Ode is literally presentation. So now, all of David's writings were put together because of his musical inclination. And they were now called the songs of David or the Psalms of David. Psalms in the scripture is used two ways. Number one, Psalms are used for the writings of David. The writings of David. So you must always find out which one. For the writings of David. And when you see it, it is specified. For example, in Matthew twenty-two forty-two, when Jesus quoted David. Matthew twenty-two forty-two, Saying, what think you of Christ? Whose son is he? They say unto him, the son of David. He was quoting David here. Look at that. I mean, Paul described it. Because Paul also described because when he was referring to, to, to the Psalms of David, he said, David said, Acts 13.33. Let's see the way brother Paul used it. Acts 13.33. God had fulfilled the same unto us, their children, in that he had raised up Jesus again, as it is also written in the second Psalm. 
Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. That's the second psalm. In that context, it's referring to a book of scripture. A book of scripture. You also see David quoted in Hebrews 2 6. So at that point, when you see such specific quotes, he's referring to the psalm of David. The second use of the word psalm, you have the use of the word psalm talking about an activity where someone paints a lyric to God. A lyric to God. Where it is now something given by inspiration or composed by an inspiration. Something given by an inspiration or composed by inspiration. You can compose by inspiration. Anybody can compose. You just get inspired and you compose a song. But after you compose your song by inspiration, we have to subject it to the test of doctrine. We now scrutinize that your inspiration and align it with the revelation of the doctrine of God's word. Are you in the building? Yeah. In Acts chapter 16 verse 25, Paul and Silas sang praises. It was a psalm. A psalm. So listen carefully. When you hear psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, it is the same thing. They are not three things. A psalm is a hymn. A hymn is a spiritual song. They are not three things. It's the same thing. So when you find Ephesians 5.18, the word psalms, it's a compound word for all the praises and physical expression of commendation. A compound word for all the praises and physical expression of commendation that go to God. You can sing psalms or chant hymns or chant psalms, sorry. You can sing them or you can chant them. You can chant them. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I chanted it and I sang it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I shall not want. I shall not want. You're chanting it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You're singing it. Right? Now, actually, it was discovered that most of the praise given in the early church came by chanting. They were chanting them. And that is where they came with what we call a cappella music. A cappella. Keep out the devil. Shut the door. Keep the devil in the night. Shut the door. Keep out the devil. Light a candle. Everything's all right. Light a candle. Everything's all right. My mama used to sing this song. Shut the door. And then you have the entire, the entire, you know, uh, the entire parts of music represented in that song with no instrumentation. No instrument. It's just, it's just a cappella. Okay. A cappella came from the chanting of, of psalms. In the early church. That is, they chanted them and sang them unaccompanied. Without any instrument. Because they were under severe persecution. You can't be carrying guitar and keyboard under persecution. 
So since there was persecution, no instrument. So anywhere they gather, they just chanted. And from chanting, they sang a cappella. So much melody. So much glory. So much beauty. Somebody blessed in that shout glory. Speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody where? In your heart. Singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord. And the kind of melody that will come from the heart is a melody that acknowledges the finished work. I'm telling you. And every day we stand up, we declare it. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me. Bless his holy name. You sing those songs in acknowledgement of what he has done. He has redeemed us. He has sanctified us. We are accepted. He has made us holy. He has justified us. He has glorified us. And as we begin to acknowledge him, out of that comes with it thanksgiving and gratitude. Glory to God. Get on your feet. That's all we've got tonight. Spend the whole of this night giving thanks, giving praise, acknowledging what he has done, acknowledging the victory that is yours, acknowledging the health of your body, acknowledging triumph over devils and demons, acknowledging triumph over sickness and disease, acknowledging triumph over the cohorts and strategies of darkness, acknowledging the glorious light of the gospel that is shining in your heart and in your understanding. Glory to God. And Father, we pray for everybody tonight, everybody under the sound of my voice, on television, on social media, on radio, wherever your people are connected to this service, that the light of the gospel shines big on your inside until nothing else matters. In the name of Jesus, sick bodies be healed. We acknowledge health, we acknowledge healing, we acknowledge victory for you. Whatsoever is born of God, overcometh the world. And this is a victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor for answer prayer tonight. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that, Amen, like thunder. Amen. I tell you, friends, I'm excited tonight. Now, listen quickly. In another minute or so, I'll be joining Mr. Michael Bush, and we're going to have another time of interacting with you, answer your calls, respond to your mails, and you know all of that tonight. But before we do that, we want to honor God with our worship offerings. I'd like you to package your worship offerings. We give in honor. We give in worship. We give in acknowledgement of every great thing that God has done for us. And every time we have the opportunity to give, it's an opportunity to make an impact in the advancement of God's kingdom through our finances. Social media, the banking details are there. Television, the banking details are there. Radio audience, Mr. Michael Bush will read the bank accounts for you in the next one or two minutes. I'd like you to get, grab your offerings, everybody, wherever you are. Let's honor Jesus. Let's honor what he has done for us. For he is worthy. 
the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. Father, tonight we give in faith, we give with joy. Our offerings are a sweet smell before you today. And I decree for everybody, your needs are met supernaturally and victory is yours. Thank you for the blessing. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that amen on a note of finality. Glory to God. Hey guys, thank you for giving us the opportunity to serve you the grace of God every day. I'm going to be joining Mr. Michael Bush in another few seconds. And until I see you at the other studio, get more people to hook up to what we're doing and enjoy the grace of Christ. Let's celebrate viewers around the world for being a part of this service tonight. Glory! Amen! I've been blessed by this message. For these, all the messages and books by Dr. Abel Damino. Please call plus 234-806-800-9939 or email powercityoffice at gmail.com. Abel Damino Ministries International presents Righteous Invasion of Truth Riot Live with Dr. Abel Daminer. In your career, in your marriage, in your business, on your job, receive miracles. The curse, curses, cursing, and the concept of deliverance. And ask the counselor with Dr. Abel Daminer and Michael Bush. Time, Monday to Saturday, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Sunday, 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. GMT plus one. Join the program live on Comfort FM 95.1 Uyo Sunday 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and Monday to Saturday 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Radio Akwaibom 90.5 FM Uyo 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. daily. XL FM 106.9 Uyo 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. daily. Unuyo FM 100.7 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. daily. Inspiration FM 105.9 Uyo 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and on Heritage FM 104.9 10 p.m. to midnight. You can also watch this programs live on Kingdom Live Network TV on your strong decoder or my TV decoder. You can also follow Abel Damino's Facebook page, Public Figure, as well as YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram handles to watch real time. Welcome to Riot Live and Ask the Counselor. Host, Drs. Abel and Rachel Daminger. Okay, thank you for staying tuned. It's Riot Live, and um, this is day three, I think. Yes, this is day three of season two. Actually, it's season four. That's what Mrs. Bush told me since um, 
this whole thing started. It was just supposed to be 30 days of glory. Uh, metamorphosed into 60 days of glory, went into Riot Live, and now is gear four, actually, of Riot Live and Ask the Counselor. I'm super excited to be here to welcome you. I'm always going to be super excited. At the moment, Global Baba is on set. I'll be telling something that happened in the car as I was leaving live radio studios today. But my producer is Pastor I.J. Aquera. I don't know the world over whether there's any producer like him. We get to talk about everything. We get to poke fun at ourselves. We get to talk about personal things, talk about the other things that help all of us. And Pastor IG, we're well, competing with the production team. They're a fantastic bunch, I can tell you. Okay, so what next? I'm waiting for Global Baba. As soon as he comes, I'll be able to let you see him. But before Global Baba comes, okay, he's almost here. Let me just put out this information for us. Let me put out this information. But like Global Baba, okay, Global Baba is here. I'm going to, yes, help me welcome Global Baba. Yes, Global Baba, so good to see you. I cannot hear your own voice, your microphone. Okay. <laughs> Global Baba. Absolutely. Okay, so the bank details for the radio audience. The bank details, they are free banks. You should know this by now. And Power City International, that's the name. They are free banks. FCMB, there is Zenith, there is UBA. I start on this edition with UBA 100 39 26 465 100 39 26 465 that's for UBA Power City International is the account name bank number 2 is FCMB 2982 68 2028 2982 Power City International that is still the account name is Power City International and then of course the last bank on this edition of the program is 10, 12, 36, 59, 12. 10, 12, 36, 59, 12. Zenith Bank, Power City, International Bet, of course. It's a quarter past the hour right here in Uyo, Nigeria. Just, um, we're doing press-ups on this edition of the program, especially as it has to do with Ask the Counselor. Just press-ups will be starting any moment now. For sponsorship, you want to sponsor any aspect of this program. You want to sponsor every day. You want to sponsor one day. Just call up plus 234-803-275-6104. Or you email Damina at yahoo.com. Finally, for calls, and I'll be giving you um, the opportunity to make all those calls. You know, just call in and have your, whether it's a counseling need or it's just a question need, all of those needs will be met on the program by just one man. We'll get to him in a moment. But the calls, plus 234-806-800-9939, or you email, ask the counselor now at gmail.com, or better still, just send us an SMS or two, plus 234-703-691-864. What did I say that? What did I say? 8642. Um, yes, that's, that's it. Okay, so we're done. <coughs> Global is here. Global as we always do, you need to just pray for our state, for our government, for our people, for our country, and for the continent and our world. Father, we thank you for tonight. We rejoice that we come boldly. We come confidently. And we rejoice that we have access into the deep things of God. We pray for Kwaibom State. We pray for our governor and his cabinet. We pray for Nigeria. We pray for the president of Nigeria and his council we also pray for ghana and we thank you for the elections going on there we thank you that peace prevails in that nation and we declare that in the name of jesus 
the new government or the government that will be voted into power will create an enabling environment for the gospel of Christ to thrive in the nation of Ghana. We also pray for other nations of the world. We decree that, Lord, governments of nations are under the influence of the Holy Ghost to create enabling environments for the gospel to thrive. And we decree that, Lord, they create environments in our society for potentials to find expression. And we thank you for the blessing and for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Global Baba. Yes. And I'm just coming from the live um, studios. Um, today is Tuesday. I do radio. Yes. I do radio for two hours. So um, I was privileged to be driven by one of my senior colleagues in government, but my younger brother and then also an old boy of Bush House, Nigeria. Nick Mefimba, you've met him. Yes, I know. You know, so we were driving back, and my studio guest was the immediate past chairman of the Konoloku government, and that's the Toro Columba, another nice person you should meet, the right honorable Toro Columba. So, and I said, oh, it's 6 p.m., so just um, link up with uh, Comfort, just tune to Comfort. So immediately the prime minister was driving us, both of us were sitting behind like big people, you know, so they tuned to Comfort FM, and of course, Lumbo buys on air. Yeah. And he said, oh, so he said, this is a Nick Mefimba now speaking, saying, you know, if you don't like Dr. Abel Damina, or you just don't want to follow what he's doing, don't listen to radio at all. In a Bible. <laughs> so I need to Columba completed the joke. He said, no, the, the, it's not even about listening to the radio. It's the idea of running. You run away from one station and say, okay, let's tune another one. And then he's there, you know, and then... Uh, and Nekeme Fimba coming back to say, look, there's really no need for people to fight him. People should even celebrate him because what he's doing, directly or indirectly, brings more people to Christ. Very true. And I'm, I'm super excited that Very that won't happen. So I just need to convey yeah, that to you. Go Baba will spend the night in um, Germany. So we're going to start there. But just, there's some things we said we we're going to discuss. Go Baba, somebody called in yesterday and said, was questioning um, directly and indirectly the fact that people call in, call in for you to pray for them. Baba, are we ever going to replace the prayer of a man of God like you? We can never replace that. I don't think that the people who call in, they don't pray by themselves. They pray, but they, they, in fact, somebody said it to me. I think it's Uruaki Bangapan, my counselor elect for Southern Oran Ward 6 in Oran local government area of Kwaibum, said, telling me today that, you know, said, leader, I'm the boss, you know, there are people who call God and he just answers them, you know. So that's why I don't think we should forgive people or should say, eh, this one, if he knows God too much, he will not call him. They need to keep calling because they just have that trust that when this man lives in prayers, God is going to answer them. That, that you, if you observe, that's why I said, you know, people are growing, people sure. are learning. There's no point to put anybody's prayer request down. Sure. You know, and uh, moreover, sometimes it's even better to hear somebody pray for you Absolutely. than you pray for yourself. Because sometimes you get overwhelmed Absolutely. with circumstances and situations of life. You can't even pray. And that's when you need somebody to supplicate on your behalf. And so then, there are prayers of supplication. Absolutely. Even the apostles yes. ask people to pray, for, pray for them. But Paul kept saying, brethren, pray yes. for us, pray for us, pray for us. So there's nothing wrong in it. Yes, and then God also says that we should pray together. You know, that the, yeah. the power of the corporate prayer, people praying together yeah. and all of that. But more than that, but I also think this is a point that we should not uh, miss. The idea that somebody calls you yep. and says, Global Baba, pray for me. It's a level of trust. It's yep. a measure of trust. Yep. And we should not toy with that. Mm -mm. You know, it's not everybody you call. For instance, the local Baba. They don't call them to pray for them. Okay. But they only call Global Baba to pray for you them. You need to define him. <laughs> I don't know which has local Baba, which has Global Baba. We'll get to and that. Which one is Papito? <laughs> yeah, you no. know, I called, I called uh, our coordinator in... Uh, Enfield in London 
Okay, yes, Enfield, where Liverpool is. They are the yes. ones who said when you're in London, they will host you. Absolutely. So we're just chatting. Then he now said his wife, as you, you know, the wife wants to greet me. Okay. And then as soon as the wife picked the phone, she just said, Papito. Papito. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh no! My yes, sir. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's really nice. Yeah. Okay, so because we have taken too much time in the preamble, I'll just leave the other matter. There, there were two matters we we left uh, on hold yesterday. Let, but let's get to Germany. Hello, Global Baba. I thank God for your life. Um, labor of love. You are preaching good. May God continually protect you from wicked and unreasonable men. Amen. I also want to appreciate God for your life for revealing the Father through Christ in our generation. People are aggressively coming to the knowledge of Christ. Bonds are broken gradually. Glory. Bro, Baba, I'm writing from Germany, and my question is this. If Adam was not deceived, why do we say he sent or fell? Bro, Baba, as you have rightly taught us, giving reference to Mark and in Romans 5.12, thank you for revealed knowledge. If it was uh, unbelievable, so how does Genesis 3.6 affect Adam's fall? Was it because he believed the wife? Please, I need clarity. Thank you. Ikenna, in Germany. No, the Bible says all of them were in the transgression. That is, all of them were in unbelief. They didn't believe the word of God. That's primarily the fall. They didn't believe the word of God. For there to be unbelief means something has been said to you that you did not believe. The word of the Lord was presented to Adam and Eve, but they did not believe it. So that was the fall, and that was a scene of unbelief. Okay, Global Baba, we're heading out of Germany, where we spent um, the night. We're going um, to the United Kingdom next, but for the road, hello, Global Baba, the, this Bible portion, look, he said, the people are united and they all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Come, let's go down and confuse the people with different languages. Then they won't be able to understand each other. End of course. In that way, the Lord scattered them all over the world and they stopped building the city. Genesis 11, 6 to 8. Global Baba, did God really scatter them? From your teaching to us, God doesn't confuse people or scatter people. Please explain. Thanks. Benjamin, no lighter. Well, again, the spirit of God is not the spirit of confusion. So it's the way it was written. The narration of that entire event is why it sounded like that. But if you understand the character of God, the character of God in Christ helps you to know that there's something wrong with either the narration or with the, the explanation because of the limitation of the people who, who wrote that passage of scripture which is actually moses mm. so god didn't scatter it's just the way it was presented okay global Baba to the united kingdom next and um this one says uh, greetings from the uk global Baba. i celebrate you global Baba. you've been such a blessing to my christian work i have two questions on this edition of the program if indeed the serpent in genesis wasn't certain global Baba, who was it who created the devil well the serpent was metaphorical for the devil the devil is not serpent, but the serpent was a figure of speech communicating because Moses saw all of that in a vision and there was no better way to communicate to Moses other than metaphorical. So it was a metaphor. That's why the New Testament says the serpent, which is the devil, the old dragon. So the serpent was symbolic of Satan. Okay, so we continue with Dr. Bewaji. Bewaji, that is, is the one from the United Kingdom. The second question is, I've heard some teach that you do not ask in prayer anymore. Is this right? So we ask or not? Oh, you ask. I mean, whatever you ask the Father, you will do it. You ask for things. I mean, you ask if you have a need. Bible says, uh, uh, it says, with prayer and thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. So yeah, we ask if, if there's any need in your life. You ask for healing, you receive. You ask, you receive. Yeah. Um, request, Global Baba, is that another word for supplication? Yes, that's right. what it okay. is. Okay. Supplication. Supplication. Okay. Yeah. All right, so... 
And the final question coming from Dr. Biwaji in the United Kingdom is Global Baba, is there a power city campus in Manchester? Yes, there is. There's a power city campus in Manchester. Uh, Dr. Yetunde is the pastor of that campus. Um, at the end of the broadcast, I'm sure the producer will give that, 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 that particular you know, uh, email to the office so they can respond to the person with the phone number of our coordinator in Manchester. Okay, I just need to, uh, you know, some, some, some people called me, I think from Australia, um, talking about the fact that Global Baba and I promised we're going to scroll messages on the screen. So the technical people should take note of that producer. We would love to have that happen. You know, the moment Global Baba and ICT, especially, especially when Global Baba speaks about it or affirms it, just know that that's policy statements and those things ought to be done. Okay, Global Baba from United Kingdom to United Kingdom will stay. Dear Dr. Ebel Damina, my name is Aru and I write from the UK. I would like to thank Mr. Bush for the excellent way he anchors the program. My spiritual father words failed me to express my sincere gratitude and appreciation for your labor in words and doctrine, which has transformed me as I ardently follow your teachings. I pray that more doors of opportunity are opened unto you to continue to push this gospel of Christ to all nations and that you are kept from wicked and unreasonable men. Amen. Amen. Please, Daddy, I need you to join me in prayers, my brother, who is, who firstly was diagnosed with high blood pressure and due to continuous intake of the wrongly prescribed medications by doctors, affected his kidneys to the extent he started undergoing weekly dialysis and tapping to take out the fluid and reduce the swelling in his tummy and legs. This has been ongoing Global Baba since last year. At this point, sir, he's been on admission for observation and doing frequent dialysis as the doctors have been unable to drain out the fluid as they usually do. We are desperately in need of a miracle, sir. Please, Daddy, join me to stand in faith and also say a word of prayer for Oasis' full recovery. We believe for brand new organs created for him so that he will fulfill his assignment on earth. He's so strong-willed and believes in the healing powers of Jesus. Thank you so much, Global Baba. I believe it is done. And I labano it. What is that? A lambano. That is, I, I, I seize it. Okay. I take delivery of it. Okay. And in the name of Jesus, the prayer of faith shall heal the sick. And if they have committed sins, he shall be forgiven, and the Lord shall raise him up. So we speak to your brother right now. We release over him the healing power of God from his head to the soles of his feet, and we command the organs recreated. In the name of Jesus, we receive that creative miracle for him. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, Global Baba, this should be the last entry from the United Kingdom on this edition of the program. I understand that in another two minutes, we'll be taking phone calls from around the world. But this one, dear Mr. Michael Bush and Dr. Abel Damina, my name is Michael Ojo. I write from the United Kingdom. I'm interested in your exegesis of Mark. 1332 and first thessalonians 5 4 and 5 how do we reconcile both scriptures and the coming of the lord thank you sir for all that you do regards michael regards michael do we reconcile scriptures we no don't more. reconcile but we just explain them okay we explain scripture so the first one is mark mark 1332 but of that day and that hour knoweth no man nor the angels which are in heaven neither the son but the father all right what's the second one the second one is first thessalonians 5 4 and 5 Five, four, and five. But ye brethren are not in darkness, that that day shall overtake you as a thief. Verse five. You are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. All right. So the first one you read, Jesus spoke as the incarnate. He spoke as a man. And as a man, remember, he grew in wisdom, in stature, in favor with God and man. Remember, he was in the temple discussing and learning from doctors of the law. All right. So Jesus was speaking in his capacity as a man. 
But the moment he rose from the dead, he said, all that the father has, he has committed to the son. So today, Jesus knows everything. He is not in darkness about anything because today, he has risen from the dead and he is seated at the regency on high. So that's the difference. And we in Christ are not in darkness. Meaning, we will have an idea, we will know the day, we will know the time. When the time comes, we will know that this is our season of mortality, putting on immortality. Okay, so it's uh, all nearly half past the hour in Uyo, Nigeria. We're ready for phone calls once they come. But until then, we make a quick dash to Belgium. Greetings and blessings, the legendary Mr. Michael Bush and Global Barber, Dr. Ebel Damina. My name is Ode Jaffed. I'm a Cameroonian. I reside in Belgium. I was a pioneer student of the Ebel Damina Mentoring Academy. It's a long one, Global Barber. I don't know. I don't know how we're going to do this. I wish to appreciate and thank you, Global Barber, as well as Mama. That should be Global Mama, right? <laughs> and the Triple J ladies for all the selflessness and dedication to this mandate, to reintroduce Jesus to this generation. Ever since I got connected to Global Baba's teachings, my life and those of my family and friends have not been the same. Thank you, Daddy, for your labor of love in word and doctrine in the body of Christ. I love, I honor, and I celebrate you for all that you do, teaching Christ and touching lives all over the globe, and also for accepting to mentor, to impart and train me in ministry as my father in the faith. You are delivered from wicked, unreasonable men, and you continue to exploit well, it should be to explore more lands, more cities, more nations, and communities with the gospel of Christ. Global Baba, I have two questions, and please, I need clarity. First, in the book of Acts, chapter 115, we are told that about 120 believers were in the upper room praying and waiting for the coming of the Holy Spirit, and they all received and were baptized with the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. Again, in 1 Corinthians 15, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, Brother Paul recounts this about the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and I quote, he goes on to quote all of that and says, um, sir, please, can you clarify me on this? Okay, what's the quote? First Corinthians? First Corinthians, he actually starts with, you know, some of the questions look like examination questions. <laughs> you know, book of Acts, chapter 1, 5, we are told that about 120 believers were in the upper room praying and waiting for the coming of the Holy Spirit, and they all received and all of that, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and that, and, and, and that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles, and all of that he was seen of me too, as of born out of due time. So please can you clarify me on this? But okay. no, Baba, you're going to be thinking about that. We told that we have a first caller on this edition of the program. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. Hello. Are you there? Yeah, many thanks for joining us. Yes. Go ahead. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Bless you. Thank you, Mr. Bush. Many thanks. Please, I want you to help me explain the concept of believers going to heaven or making heaven. And also, is the new Jerusalem in Revelation 21 going to be the permanent abode of believers or is it the new earth as explaining Revelation What's your name? Where are you calling from? Are you there? Oh, he's gone. Okay. All right. The concept of going to heaven is simply uh, a lack of understanding. Because heaven is not a planet somewhere we're going to. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, you know, you're blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus. Brother Paul says our citizenship is in heaven right now. 
Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4, 5, and 6. It says he has quickened us together, raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenlies. So the believer is in heaven right now. The day you receive Christ, you made heaven. The day you receive Christ, you made heaven. Now, the book of Revelation is a book of heavy metaphors. So when he talks about the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven, he was actually talking about the new creation. He was talking about the born-again believer. I will recommend for you my teaching on the believer's reality in Christ. About six hours of teaching, part one to six, the believer's reality in Christ. I did exegesis on all of that book of Revelation, that particular aspect, and heaven as the believer's reality in Christ Jesus. Okay, Global Bible, we need to go back to this, but the producer tells me there's yet another caller. Hello. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, Mr. Wolf. Yes. I thank God for you and uh, Papa. Amen. Your name, where are you calling from? Uh, okay, my name is Justice. I'm calling from Abak. Go ahead, Justice. A few, few days ago, I asked a, a question about whether a man can become a sinner by himself or from the nature because of this portion of the Bible Romans chapter 3 verse from 10 and Matthew chapter 1 verse 21 so that was the reason I asked the question okay it requires a lot of so what yeah, but to explain let me hear more than what I know Okay, it requires a lot of explanation because what you're asking for is twofold. The first one is you're talking about sin as a nature. And the second one, you're talking about the law of Moses that pronounced sin. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So what is sin? Sin does not have an omnibus definition. Sin in the Bible is defined within the context where it is used. But basically and fundamentally, Sin is when a man receives the gospel and rejects the gospel. The rejecting of the gospel is what is called sin. It is what is called unbelief. However, because of unbelief, unbelief in the gospel gave rise to other sins. All right, other sins, sinful acts like fornication, adultery, and all of that. However, all of that is not the fundamental. The fundamental is faith in Christ or unbelief. Unbelief is a sin that takes a man to hell. Unbelief, if you don't believe the gospel. The other sinful acts are there because of a lack of um, a, a clarity of your identity. As you are still growing in the knowledge of Christ, you'll be making mistakes here and there. But the Bible tells us in the book of 1 John that if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. So there is the advocacy of Jesus that takes care of the sin and the wrongdoings of believers. Okay, Global Papa, let's get back quickly to Belgium, where Ode Jaffe, the Cameroonian, is uh, writing from. He's he asking a battery of questions, yes, you know, so yes. many. So I don't know, what do we do with this? Well, what, what we can do is, I, I don't understand what you're trying to find out, but on the day of Pentecost was the day when there was the physical manifestation of utterance, where the disciples began to speak in tongues. Remember, they received the Holy Spirit when Jesus rose from the dead. But the, the day of Pentecost was the manifestation of utterance. All right. Now, when Brother Paul was talking about how that Christ died, he was buried on the third day, he rose again. He was establishing an apostolic framework on the message of the gospel, which is predicated on the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. 
that's the bit i can explain to you based on what you have supplied mm. but if there are further things you need explanation please make your questions very clear so we can answer them for you properly we still come back to you De jaffer in belgium any moment now first though hello hello many thanks for joining yeah. us and then where you're calling from yes my name is isaiah i'm calling from Do well, i heard isaiah uh, please, I want Papa to pray for me. Uh, uh, my family have had this issue and we still for more than 10 years now. I just want Papa to pray for me that the family should be united. And I also want him to pray for the prophecy of God to be fulfilled in my life. Thank you, sir. All right, Jaffet, at the end, towards the end of the broadcast, we'll pray for you. So stay with us on the broadcast. We'll pray for you and your family. Okay, so let's get back to... Okay, that was Jaffet. Yes. So this is still Jaffet now. Oh, this is still Jaffet. Okay, so that Jaffet, Afianwe, yeah. and this other one is also... Okay, so Jaffet in, in Belgium, we're back to you. Second question, sir, in First Corinthians 6.3, we are told that the saints shall judge angels. So we know that the fallen angels are already judged and condemned to hell, which implies whether Paul was or is talking about angels who minister to those who shall be heirs of salvation and by implication to us. Sir, does it mean angels will be rewarded for their works or they will be judged to go to heaven or to hell depending on what they are judged for or what they did? Thank you so much for the clarification. Remember, angels are to serve us. And so since they are to serve us, we will judge them because they are supposed to serve us. So that's where the judgment comes. When we judge them, when we finish judging them, where do we send them to? Well, the judgment is not about destination. Uh -huh. It's just a judgment of well done or, or no well done for you. Or sit down for, here, Angel. Yeah, or not Nothing. serving us well. Okay, <laughs> all right. Okay, I, I don't know. Do we have another caller? Okay, no. So let's just um, stick on with um, Jaffet in um, Belgium. I knew we had another caller. I was just trying to run away from that, but right now, no way. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us. And where are you calling from? And I'm I'm calling from Cyprus. Cyprus, wow, fantastic. Go ahead. Uh, I have a question which has been bothering me, which I want I wish to ask you about. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. So in uh, actually I started following the teachings last year. So I've been richly blessed with the teaching. And the question that has been bothering me in one of his teachings is that people will go to hell because of unbelief. And my question is, what about the Muslims who don't believe in Christ? Because they know that Christ came as one of the prophets like, like Muhammad and the others. So I wish Dr. to throw more light on it. All right. Well, so glad to hear from you in Cyprus. I was in Cyprus some years ago. You just reminded me of my experience in Cyprus. It was very exciting just visiting the brethren in Cyprus and sharing fellowship. Now, about Muslims, I mean, why did you specifically talk about Muslims? Mm. What about Hindus? Mm. What about all the other religions Buddhist. around the world? Mm. Buddhists and all of that. The truth of the gospel is go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. The gospel has to be preached to Muslims, to non-Muslims, has to be preached to everybody. And when they hear and believe they are saved, and for your information, a lot of Muslims are coming to the knowledge of Christ. A lot of Muslims are becoming preachers. Even imams are getting born again, and they are preaching the gospel. So the gospel is penetrating the Islamic stronghold and penetrating all the global religions because there is one name given among men whereby men shall be saved. 
and that's the name of Jesus. You know, Global Baba, this very fantastic, very analytical response you've just given um, now takes me to another question. Um, is Christianity at war with, for instance, Islam? Because you also find some Muslims saying, no, we're now Christians, and vice versa. Some Christians also going over, you know. No, you know, the greatest problem of humanity is religion. All the global crisis is religion. And Christianity is not a religion. But there are religious Christians. Religious Christians are the ones that are in war with Muslims. Or Muslims are in war with them because it's religion fighting religion. Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a relationship with God. Religion is man looking for how to reach God. In Christianity, we're not looking for how to reach God. God came to us. That's the difference. Mm. Religions are men looking for different ways to approach God. But in Christianity, our God became a man and came to us because man cannot get to God. And in the entire history of all religions on earth, it's only in Christianity that Christ died, he was buried, and on the third day he rose from the dead, and it is historically recorded. Even in Islam, Muslims believe, and it's in their Quran, that Jesus will judge the world. So if the whole world knows historically that Jesus rose from the dead and he's the one that will judge the world, why not make peace with the one that will judge the world? Global Barber. Hello. Another caller. Hello. Yeah, many thanks. Thank you for joining us. Sounds like Tinder in Germany. Yes, thank you for joining us. You know where you're calling from. Oh, good evening, sir. Bless you. Yes. Pastor Abbas and Global Baba. It's me, Pastor Ernest. Hey, Pastor wow. Ernest. Mm. Okay, from Spain. Spain. It's yeah. still far, you yeah, know. Still. <laughs> Close to Germany. Okay, Bless let's go ahead, Pastor Ernest. <laughs> Bless you, Pastor Ernest. Bless you, Papa. I really want to say big thanks to you. The good job. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Pastor Ernest. Thank, okay. Thank okay, you for the good job you, you are doing. Thank you for we are moving forward. Amen. You are pulling, you are pulling, you are pulling people out of air, Papa. You are moving people out of darkness and the message of Christ. I really want to appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Pastor Ernest. Keep preaching it, keep preaching it, keep preaching it there in Spain. Okay, I hope he goes to watch Messi play, you know, sometimes in Spain, in Barcelona. Okay, you know? okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's possible. No, Baba, you don't even seem they to know who like, Messi is. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I only know Asena. Okay. I don't mind you. No, Baba, I don't know those ones. Just know Arsenal. Arsenal. That's it. Just know Arsenal. Don't know any other one, Global Baba. Okay, Global okay, Baba. Um, you know, we, we've agreed uh, yes. because, to, to allow the program flow. I need to explain that to the viewer and to the listener. Not to take um, the prayer points are supposed to come. The prayers are supposed to come yes. at the end. But there are some prayers, Global Baba, yes. uh, because of their content, because yeah. of their yeah. this, that we need to put out. This one is one of them. And this one speaks to me because of my, my relationship that I've told you, Global Baba, with Cameroon. Yes. Okay, so um, Jaffet, Ode Jaffet in, in Belgium, who says it's Cameroon and says, Global Baba, yes. please pray for my country, Cameroon, especially those of the English regions of the, of the country, you know, that is the northwestern, southwest provinces, who are going through socioeconomic and political crisis. My family and other families are seriously affected, Global Baba, by the crisis. We have lost everything due to this crisis. And so many people rendered homeless, and some are living in the forest now, and thousands of people being killed, and killings are ongoing. 
Many families have lost their loved ones. Also pray for me. I'm facing some challenges out there, and I need to keep growing in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we pray for Cameroon as a nation. We take authority over the hold of the enemy that is holding that country siege. Every demonic hold, every satanic hold that has taken up the opportunity of hardened hearts of men in government to cause confusion, to cause genocide, to cause destruction, to cause all kinds of calamities and bring the people under undue hardship. In the name of Jesus, we ask for a divine intervention. A divine intervention of God. And in the name of Jesus, we speak salvation. Amen. We declare that the light of the gospel shines all over the nation of Cameroon. Amen. Darkness gives way to light. Amen. And we declare that, Lord, you will, you will supernaturally intervene for that nation and turn things around. Amen. We declare and receive it by faith. And Amen. for our brother, we just send the request. We ask that supernaturally, he receives help, supernatural help. Supernatural Amen. favor Amen. and the peace of God. And Amen. above all, the revelation of Jesus grows big in your heart Amen. until nothing else matters. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We have less than 14 minutes to the end of this edition of the program. And there's still so, so much ground to cover. My producer tells me there's yet another caller on the line. Hello. It's all over the nation of Yes, go ahead. Hello, are you there? Okay, let's make progress. The, the moment you call us and you, um, you succeed in getting through, just strangle the volume on your radio set or the television set. Just strangle the volume of whatever you're listening to so they can hear us directly. And don't cause any commotion right here in the house, the Lord himself. Build it to Netherlands, and this is the last um, European stop we'll have on this edition of the program. Hello, Global Baba. My name is Jane, and I write to you from the Netherlands. Please, I need clarification on Exodus 22.18. Because I used to fellowship in a church where 95% were accused of witchcraft and driven away from church. And the pastor and wife blocked those accused and told the remaining people to do the same. Thank you. So Exodus, Exodus 22, 18. Exodus 22, Exodus 18. Exodus 22, 18. Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, when you read the scripture like that, you need to read the pretext and the post-text to know who was speaking, to who was he speaking, in what circumstances, what did he mean, and all of that. But if you find out very clearly, in the New Testament, witchcraft is a work of the flesh. Galatians chapter 5, the work of the flesh is witchcraft. So witchcraft means to dominate, to, to intimidate, and it also means to manipulate. That's the meaning of witchcraft in the New Testament. It's a work of the flesh. However, God wants witches to be saved. So if a man is in witchcraft, it is not the will of God that any soul perish but that all should come to repentance. So in that exodus, remember, it, it was an operation of the law of sin and death. And under the operation of the law of sin and death, it was eye for eye, tooth for tooth, and all of that. But when Jesus came, Jesus, you know, corrected Moses and put things in perspective. God wants everybody to be saved and does not delight in the death of a wicked person. Um, one of uh, two last callers for this edition of the program is on air now. Hello. Hello, Mr. Bush. Thank you for joining us. Good evening. Welcome to the program. You know where you're calling from? I'm Michael. Okay, go ahead, Michael. I want to really appreciate that for subjecting me to become a virus I'm very happy. And on top of it, 
I I don't know when the Bible school will resume. I will not enroll as one of the students to learn more. Okay. Uh, Bible school, we will be announcing Bible school in January. We will be announcing the dates and times where we will be having Bible school so you can get forms and begin to register in January. Okay, so namesake Michael in Etinan, you get that. And all the other people who are so interested in that, you also have that for yourself. But let's leave Netherlands and indeed Europe and head to the Americas. Canada, here we come. Christian greetings. I did a teaching, Global Baba, earlier this year about fruitfulness. Uh, that's our created purpose. And after I had um, started listening to you for about three weeks now, I've noticed we have a similar understanding of the Christian life. I would love if you take a quick look at the teaching I did on the link below. One, I loved your teaching on the tithes. I've come to realize that the tithes is work established as requirement. And in the New Testament, all work is fulfilled in Christ. Therefore, while I still tithe and give offerings, I don't do it as a requirement, but as a responsible child of God, wanting to invest in his affairs. I also realigned my giving to focus more on the church. That's the people as opposed to ministry, the organization. What are your thoughts on this approach? Well, again, you know, like I always say, the tithe uh, means the tenth. So if you give 9%, you didn't, pay, you didn't give the tithe. Anything below 10 and anything over 10 is not tithe. Tithe is strictly 10. And in the New Testament, we are not boxed in a percentage. The New Testament teaches generosity. God loves a cheerful giver. If a man gives according to what he has, it is acceptable. We give for many reasons. We learn lessons from the tithe. Because Romans chapter 15 verse 4 says, What things soever were written aforetimes were written for our learning, that we through patience, you know, may have comfort of the scriptures. So what is there to learn from the tithe? Number one, we tithe to honor God. Number two, we tithe so that the needs of the church are met for the gospel to spread. Number three, we tithe to take care of the needy among us. So those are the lessons to learn. And when people give resources to the kingdom of God, those are the things we use the monies to do in the church of God. I go back to round off with uh, this one from Canada. But this last caller on this edition of the program. Hello. Hello, good evening. Welcome to our show. Your name, where you're calling from? Um, um, my name is Annie. I'm from, we're calling from you. Okay, Annie, go ahead. Please, uh, please I want to thank Papa, Peter Damina, for what he has done in our life, and especially my life. But there's a question I would like to say on. I need an explanation. Please, uh, there's a girl that I want, I married. I got a child from home. When I was doing this, I was not receiving the message or from God or the repentance. So now, my family is persuading that I should not get her into marriage. But they don't like her. But for the first thing that encouraged me to continue with her, She's the one that introduced Christ into my life. She made me what I am now in Christ. Supporting with the ministry and the preaching of Papa Edel Domina. So please, Papa, please, I want you to explain to me, should I go ahead and what should I do? Thank you. Well, do you love her? Do you love her? Love her. Do you love her? Yes. You love her. Does she love you? She did, yes. And two of you understand each other very well? 
we understand each other. And you agree on enough, you agree on basic things of life. Yes. Then go ahead and marry her. Tell your parents and your family that they are not the ones that are marrying, you are the one marrying. That uh, they shouldn't worry. That you are a man and you are of age to take decision for yourself. And that you are the one that will live with her, not them. That so they should leave you alone. You have already seen what you're looking for in her and you have decided to marry her. Go ahead and marry her. Somebody that will reveal Christ to you. Somebody that will encourage you to, to you know, live a life for Christ. Somebody that will be concerned about helping to build you up is the right person you need to marry. Don't let your family confuse you and, and, confuse, and mess you up completely. This lady just hold her tight, quickly settle matters and marry her sharp sharp. And enjoy life. <laughs> <Very> smart. <laughs> Global Baba. Hey. Okay. So let's round off with um, this anonymous uh, entry from Canada. It says, inside, inside our beings or inside our beings. I don't know that. It said, I thought on this and also heard you mention it in one of your teachings. I'm convinced that all single born again believers, regardless of who they are and where they are from, have everything they need to live out a prosperous and fulfilling life already existing on the inside of them that spirit of truth yeah. they don't have to wait on nothing from the outside to get started just start from within us themselves as believers what are your thoughts i mean every believer is inside out that is you're born of god and because you're born of god you're led by the spirit so you walk in the spirit and you fulfill god's plan for your life let's dash now to the United States from Canada, we go to Massachusetts. Hello, Global Baba and Mr. Bush. My name is Blessing. I write from Boston, Massachusetts. Please, I would like to know if the church has any location here in Boston. I am not too sure we have yet, but we are working on opening more campuses in the United States. So stay with us. Keep following. When we do, we will announce and you will know. Global Baba, let's um, dash back from the Americas into Africa. And this will be the first time we'll be... Um, you know, communicating from Africa on this edition of the program. So Ghana, here we come. I'm Justice, and I live in Ghana. Global Baba, I've had meetings with the man of God uh, with you at uh, Tema, Ghana, and since then I follow you closely on social media, but something is very dark to me, and I kept researching about it, but all to no avail. I need deep and scripture-based explanation, and a man of God putting on a ring different from his, so a wedding ring. My research tells me it is when the man of God becomes a bishop, but in this current series, he refers to the bishop as another name to a pastor, and nothing makes both men different. So then, can I know why he puts on a different ring, which the world could identify as demonic? Wow. I think this was also answered already. We should, go and, bring, we should go and bring Mama to tell them, because uh, I remember that answer. Uh, answered, but, mm. you know, just to help you, mm. rings don't mean anything. Just like your shoe. Why are you wearing shoe? Why are you wearing trousers? Okay, don't wear socks again. Mm. All those things don't matter. Ring is part of dressing. And anybody could use rings for dressing. Just like also there are occultic clothes that people wear. Mm. Just like also there are occultic shoes that people wear. You can't stop dressing because people are, uh, are using the dressing for wrong things. Just like the Bible is also used for occultism. People use the Bible for diabolism. It doesn't mean that it has spoiled the Bible. So again... Just don't worry yourself with all those, uh, those things that are non-essentials. They don't matter at all where salvation and you know, living for Christ is concerned. Many other things to do. Many, many other entries. They can wait for tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, let's just hang out now. We have four minutes to play with. Sure. Let me see how producer will now be gesticulating three minutes, two minutes. No, uh, you well. have just shut down. Your yeah, Global Baba had tremendous fun, as usual. <laughs> I am doing this with you. And, um, it's a blessing. Thank you for the mentoring, you know, because I think that for those 
um, who like the truth, this is mentoring. You know, you are also mentoring. Even me, I sit here asking the questions and listening to your answers. I also get inspired, and I learn. I learn. I learn truckloads of sense of and knowledge. We love you too. Thank Absolutely. you, man, for making yourself available, sacrificing, and just being a blessing. Global Baba, really love you, man. Global Baba, let's just hang out. I, I need to. Is there anything we can do to just get at this producer? It's always pointing at the time to us. I just want us to hang out here yes. and even pass the time. You know, yes, with exactly. global intercontinental, we can we pass the time. Yes. Uh, we can pass the time. You are the boss. <laughs> <laughs> and then our friends online, yeah. on, especially on Facebook Live, um, we'd just like to thank them. Dr. Gabriel, too, is still here. Yeah, Dr. Gabriel is here, and wow. you know, Reverend. Reverend uh, 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 okay, the man, man in the UK, from Manchester. Manchester. Did it, Raymond, Raymond, did he miss his flight? Is, is, is last flight. Oh, so he should be in town now. now okay, uh, I'm sure tomorrow him and Pastor Gabriel and that whole team sure. they will start yeah, bombarding Kingdom Life Network Absolutely. and all of that. And you will have your chance to see him and collect Absolutely. your chilled wine. wine. And yes, he's still doing it, global, but it's still pointing <laughs> time. We need to go, but you know, I'm um, also thinking, um, tomorrow if everything works well. I'm going to actually get them on air at five ten minutes. Yeah, be good. Yes, to to, be good to, to, to just promote what they are doing because yeah, they're doing be, some. It will be very good. And then their audience them. cannot compare to our own. You know, our own audience is. Yeah, uh, yes. You know, so they should to, come and take. We we'll have to help it. increase the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Give them some mileage. <laughs> no, Baba, we have to go. My producer is Pastor IJ Kweli. There's no one like him. The uh, production team, wonderful guys, all of them. They joined me, Michael Bush, to thank you for this edition of the program. Just as Global Baba steps forward for benediction. Global Baba, we need to go, unfortunately. I don't want to go. Yeah, I know. We don't need to go. The Intercontinental, Mr. Global Baba. It's been a wonderful time again today. Hey, guys, thank you for giving us the opportunity to serve you the grace of God. Always an honor, always a joy. Tomorrow, we'll be scrolling all your comments on social media, Facebook and all that. Tomorrow, I'm sure the studio is taking note of that so that we can read some of the things you're putting out on social media. But we love you guys. Remember, in Aquaibom, we're on tonight, 9 to 10 o'clock, Inspiration FM, 10 to 12, Midnight Heritage. Tomorrow morning, 11 to 1, Radio Aquaibom, 1 to 3, XLFM, 3 to 5, Uniu UFM, and 6 to 8, Comfort FM. We look forward to serving and serving you the grace of God. And don't miss following the teachings on understanding praise and worship. We love you guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. And until we see you tomorrow, be blessed. Goodbye from Uyo, Nigeria. Amen.